0: Welcome to the Money Mindset Podcast, where you will find the inspiration and motivation you need to manage your money better so you can stress less and live the life you want. I'm Ashley Patrick with the Money Mindset Podcast and Budgets Made Easy, and today we are going to talk about how I paid off $45,000 in debt in just 17 months. Let's get started. All right, welcome to today's podcast. Uh, today, I want to talk about paying off debt because it gives you so much freedom. You're able to do the things that you want, save for the things that you want when your money isn't going to things that you've already paid for, already bought. You know, it's it's stuck in the past. You're still paying for the past. Let's start paying for the future and saving for the future, and that is possible when you are debt free. All right. So my journey starts back in mm, 2012. We'll start there. <laughs> I'll try and, you know, make this quick, but I want to give you just kind of the overall picture. So in November of 2012, we bought our dream house. We sold our starter home that just really didn't work well for our family and bought our dream home, 10 acres. Uh, Had a big shop for my husband. Uh, Those of you that don't know him, he's a big car guy. Does um, he works in racing? Like cars are his thing, always have been. So this has a forty by sixty shop, ten acres wooded. You know, we're we're out in the country, but close enough to uh, grocery stores and stuff. Like we're, it's just really convenient, and it just works very well for our family. Well, shortly after we bought our dream home, actually like two months later, um, we found out that I was pregnant with our second child. Our first child was only 18 months, somewhere in there, whenever we bought our house. Well, our new house the property, everything was great, but the house, the layout didn't work. It had, it was basically a small two bedroom with a separate in-law suite that had a small bedroom, a living room, kitchen, bathroom, all that, but it was only accessible through the garage or outside. So this was not going to work for two kids because our second bedroom in the main house was like, it, it's so small. It's barely big enough for an office. Like you can barely fit a twin size bed in there. So two cribs were not going to work like and there's three doors because there's a door to a bathroom, the main door and the closet door. And there's like no room in there. So what we decided to do was to enclose the screened in porch and connect the in-law suite to the main house. I would add a bedroom, add a play space and then make it flow where we can get to the whole house without having to go outside, you know, (laughs) it'd work better for two little kids. Right? So, We were trying to weigh our options, figure out how the heck we were gonna pay for this. So, we got a couple estimates, and it was gonna be like $25,000 to do this. And that is with the roof already being there and the foundation already being there. We are literally just enclosing the screened in porch area, and you know, finishing touches. It was still $25,000. Okay, so we're weighing our options. We just bought this house, there's no equity in the house and my husband started talking to people that he worked with that we thought, you know, were financially savvy. You know, they seemed to know what the heck they were talking about with money and um, things like that. They told us to do a 401k loan. Uh, It's a low interest rate. You're really paying yourself back. And, you know, if you lose your job, you know, you've got other options and your income will be lower. So it really won't be that big of a deal. Well, you can see where this is going so we finished the renovation the money is spent and gone we have our second child newborn I returned back to work in January of 2014 I come home like the first week of January just started the new year literally just went back to work I was a detective at the time and I walk in the door my husband's already home which was kind of odd because he doesn't get home before me And I can tell by the look on his face something is not right. But he is a jokester and he, even after being together almost 20 years right now, I still can't tell when he's joking sometimes. (laughs) So I was like, okay, what's going on? And he says, I lost my job today. And I thought he was kidding. I'm like, you're joking. No, you did not. He's like, no, for real, I lost my job. And I could tell that he was being serious And so after, you know, I panicked and freaked out and cried and all that stuff, you know, I looked through our savings, um, talked to, he ended up getting a severance package. Um, You know, he started looking for a job and then we got a letter in the mail about this 401k loan that we'd only paid on, you know, I think like six months at this point. And we had 60 days to pay it back. Well, the money's gone. At that point we owed $20,000, you know, I don't have $20,000 laying around or I wouldn't take a 401k loan. And my husband didn't have a job. So how am I going to get another loan to pay off this loan? I, you know, with my income, I could not even pay all of our bills, you know, and I had to worry about feeding two children and making sure that, you know, we had electricity (laughs) and a roof over our heads. I certainly wouldn't worry about this 401k loan. So we ignored it. Um, my husband ended up finding a job. Everything was great. He's been at the his new job like five years now or something like that. He loves it much better. Uh, but then the next year, we got a little note in the mail about, uh, you know, a tax statement thing saying basically counted as a withdrawal and we were going to have to pay taxes on it like it was income and penalties and fees and everything for taking out so much money out of our 401k. So then more panic set in again. <laughs> it's like, what am I going to do? We went from getting back like $4,000 to owing over $6,000 to the IRS. And that's not something that you want to do. Like, owing oh, the IRS is panic mode. So I started trying to figure out what, how the heck are we going to pay this? I had some money in savings, but I didn't want to wipe that out. You know, what if? What if my husband loses his job again? You know, I'm not going to be without some savings. So decided to do a um, cash advance on my credit card that was 0% interest for 18 months and just wrote it off as a lesson learned in life. Never do a 401k loan again. Well, the next month I started getting the bills for the credit card. I don't know what the heck I was thinking. I just thought I had 18 months to figure out how to pay this off. Like, I I don't know. I don't know why I didn't think that I would have to pay it every month <laughs> leading up to that 18 months but for whatever reason I didn't and so I started getting the bill in the mail and I'm like I have to pay this I gotta take it out of the budget I don't know how I'm gonna pay it and how the heck am I gonna pay off and I think it was at the time it was six thousand dollars In 18 months, I'm like, how the heck am I gonna pay this off in that time? So I started looking for debt payoff plans, came across Dave Ramsey, zero-based budgeting, the debt snowball, and I'll explain all that. And my life was changed forever. So this 401k loan was really the catalyst to making the big changes that we needed to in our life and in our finances. Uh, So even though it cost us a ton of money, you know, I'm still thankful for the lessons that I learned from it. You know, everybody makes mistakes and you have to learn from it and move on. You can't just keep beating yourself up about it. So what we did was I read the Total Money Makeover. I'll link to in the show notes. And it was life-changing. I read it in like two days. And to me, it was very inspirational. Now, I know some people, if you've ever listened to his podcast or his well, his podcasters, TV show or whatever you uh, Either love him or you hate him. <laughs> so just to warn you, uh, you know, but I really liked the message and the foundation behind it all. So basically you start with catching up on your four walls. So that's uh, food and, you know, you had to pay for food, clothing, your housing and your transportation. So you can get to work, keep a roof over your head, keep clothes on yourself and feed yourself. So if you're behind on your bills, that's where you start. And you start with a zero-based budget, which is planning for every single dollar in your budget. So before, I would just write down how much I expected us to get paid, what the bills were for each paycheck. I and I still do. I've always done it uh, a budget by paycheck, and then whatever was left over, we would just spend. Like I would say, "Oh, we should spend you know eight hundred dollars a month on food and four hundred on gas." Yada yada yada. But we would just swipe the debit card and not pay attention where our money was going. So one of the first steps in this plan is to track your expenses so you can see where your money has been going. And that is one of the most eye-opening steps you can do. It's one of the hardest steps, but you have to do it because that is where you will know Um, what changes to make, and you will know where your money has been going. So if you're one of those just like me that at the end of the year when you're doing your taxes and you see how much money you made and you're like, where the heck did all this money go? Because I have nothing to show for it. Like I made all this money. I should have something to show for it. This is where you start. This is where you see where that money has been going. And then you build your zero based budget around that. So like for me, um, I was we were spending twelve hundred dollars a month on eating out and groceries. So I was spending so much money on groceries for at the time. Remember, this is just a family of four with one being a toddler and one being a newborn. We were spending twelve hundred dollars a month on food. It was ridiculous. So I knew that that was one of the places to cut back. Um, And then I also, you know, cut back on, uh, you know, services like my cell phone bill, the TV bill, like all that kind of stuff. All right. So we started with the zero based budget, cutting expenses, seeing where your money is going, and then whatever is left of your budget. So remember, the uh, zero based budget is planning every dollar. So after you get all those things planned for, Everything is, and then you've got so much money left over that goes toward your goals. So first, you want to save a thousand dollars at a minimum. And I can go into this in another episode, but you know, for a lot of people, you may need to save more than a thousand dollars. But you know, some of you may may have never saved a dollar in your life, so a thousand dollars seems huge. So you know, that's a minimum. Just get to there, and then. Uh, reevaluate your goals and if you need to save more or if you can m- go on to paying off debt. So once you s- save your $1,000, then you start paying off your debt. Everything extra in your budget goes toward the debt snowball. And the debt snowball is listing out all of your debts from smallest balance to the largest balance, regardless of interest rates. There are some instances where you will want to factor in interest rates or even payment amounts depending on your situation. But in general for most people the just doing the debt snowball is what will be the most effective method for you because it's more motivating. Uh, You get the quick wins of paying off the small balances and you see you can actually see the progress quickly and that will motivate you to keep going. Um, If you focus on the interest rate only you know that could be your biggest debt and it could take you forever And then you'll give up. Like there's no point in that. Start on a small debt, get it paid off, so that you're motivated to keep going. Okay, so we already had the thousand dollars saved. Like I said, we had money um, already saved, but I didn't want to use it just in case. So we were able to just jump right into the debt snowball. And the first, we only had. So at that time, we had the credit card that the taxes went on, which was uh, like six thousand dollars. We had my car, which was. $14,000. And then we had my student loans, which were $25,000. So the very first thing we did was focus on the credit card. And we got that paid off in like two months or so. Um, You know, at this time, I didn't know I would be talking about it so much. I didn't track like, I don't remember exactly when we paid off the first credit card. Uh, And then we paid off my vehicle. So we got that paid off at the end of the year. So I do know that. (laughs) So we started this journey in May, like May or June. And so by the end of the year, we had paid off both of those. So that was like half of the debt. And then January 1st, 2016, we started focusing on my student loans, which was $25,000. And I had only borrowed $28,000. And I had been paying on it for 10 years and I didn't even use my degree. I was a detective. Like I had a degree in psychology because I was going to be a counselor. I always thought I was going to be a counselor. That's what I had planned on doing all through high school, all through college. (laughs) And then my last semester of college, I decided that I was sick of school and I was done and I was going to go be a police officer instead of going to get my master's degree. And then I had all this student loan debt for no reason. But anyway, that's besides the point. So my interest rate on the student loans was ridiculous. It was like six point something. So in 10 years, I had only paid off $3,000 and I was paying almost $5 a day in interest every single day. It was like $4.62, something like that, 64 cents, whatever. And that's one of the things I did to keep me motivated to keep going, because it was like, you know, once you get halfway through, once you kind of get toward your last, your biggest one, it can seem like a mountain, even though you've made all these big changes and climbed all these smaller hills it's like, Oh my God, I'm never going to be done. So I calculated how much I was actually spending every single day in interest Um, And some other things that we did, we, um, at this point, we decided to shut off our retirement contributions, because I realized how much I did the math and saw how much faster I could pay off this debt if we did that. Um, We already had quite a bit saved. Um, in our retirement accounts. And I still had a pension that I had to contribute to. And the town that I worked for, um, well, in this state, the local government, they have to contribute to my 401k as well. So we still had money going into retirement, um, but not our own money into our 401ks. So we cut that out. And that was actually a couple hundred dollars. So that helped us speed up paying off my student loans. And I only recommend that to people if you are all in, you are intense about this. That you're not going to go and spend it on other things because you will. Um, you will see that you have all this extra money and think that it's extra and spend it, and then not turn your retirement contributions back on. So I don't take this recommendation recommendation lightly. So you really need to think about it before you do it because retirement is crucial. So. Just because I did, I only did it halfway through. Like I didn't want to do it at first. So once I saw ran the numbers, saw how much faster we could do it and be done, I decided to do it. So, you know, think about it really hard before you actually shut it off. Um, we sold some big things. We sold a trailer and a four-wheeler, which for those of you that don't know my husband, this is huge. My husband is a hoarder. He literally has every single magazine he's ever had his entire life. Literally. It's still out in the shop in bins it's ridiculous he says he knows you know where they all are and what they say and he still looks at him so to get him to like really sell anything was a major major feat and really without him being fully on board we wouldn't have been able to do it this quickly um so you know if you're struggling and doing it this on your own i've got um I guess coming up on a, on another episode coming up soon about getting your spouse on board and living on one income. Um, but anyway, back to my debt payoff story. So, you know, we made a lot of changes to do it faster and faster. You know, I didn't just, now I do jump into things, but, you know, I went into this and made small changes as we went. And as I saw progress and how much faster we could do it, and keep going, we made changes gradually. You know, I didn't just do my zero-based budget, do my debt snowball, do cash envelopes, shut off the retirement contributions, sell everything all in one day. Okay, this was a increase in intensity and change of behavior over the 17 months. So, you know, that first month, don't beat yourself up if you're not all in, just Keep making the steps and changes in the right direction and you will get there. And as you see the progress and as you see that debt balance going down, you'll be more motivated to do it faster and find things to do to make it happen faster and faster. So like another thing I did was I sold like all my lamps and my wall decor. Like I wanted to eventually change the style anyway, but like it looked like we just moved in. Like I literally sold the pictures off my walls and all my lamps. Like I was intense about it once we got to that point and I just wanted to be done with my student loans because I was seeing how much money we were spending every day for that. You know, when you're spending $5 every day just to have the loan there, that's insane. So I wanted it out of my life and gone forever. And so that really helped motivate me to go and do it faster and faster. Uh, Some other things that we did, or that I did to um, stay motivated while doing this was I joined uh, groups that were about budgeting, Dave Ramsey, paying off debt. um, And that really helped keep me motivated to Uh, talk to other people and see other people doing the same things that I did or that I was doing. Um, Another thing that I did was I read debt payoff success stories like every night before going to bed. And that's one reason that I share so many on my website as well. And you can go to my website, go to debt and debt success, success stories, and you'll be able to see like all the ones that I've done so far, debt free interviews. Okay so we cut back our food budgets you know I've talked about how we were spending $1200 a month we cut that down, that down to $600 a month Um, And initially we cut out lunch, but that didn't work very well. So we ended up adding money in for lunch, but it wasn't every single day. Uh, For my husband and I, that was our social time to get out of the office. We have stressful jobs and like that's our time to talk to people and de-stress a little bit. So we did add that in. Um, We realized that we just, that was something that we needed to do. Uh, We also you know, we said no to things, like not everything, like we still had fun, we budgeted money in for things that we wanted to do, but we d- we didn't do everything that our friends wanted to do. Like we still said no to some things because it wasn't a priority right then. And then if, it, if there was something that we wanted, and it could wait until after we were debt free, it waited. I mean, <laughs> The last month that we had, my husband actually asked me when we're debt free, can we buy shaving cream again? Like that's how intense I got there at the end because I just wanted it gone. And so like I bought generic stuff. I did if it literally if you could do without it for a month or two months, I didn't buy it. Like it could wait. And then of course, and then once we paid it off, you know, I caught back up on things. I just wanted it out of my life. Uh, and I wanted the freedom and be able to say that I did it. You know, feel like I accomplished something. And that's what I did. And you know what? We were able to pay it off in seven. In, well, the student loan was 10 months. So that was 10 months of it. We paid it off in October of 2016, total of 17 months, $45,000. And you know what? I'm so glad that we did. You know, I had people asking me while I was doing this is if you died tomorrow, would you still be um, would you still be doing this? Like and I said, yes, like I want my family to be set up financially to be able to live without me, to be able to grieve, to do what they want to do once I'm gone. And without doing this, you know, my husband would have to go right back to work Uh, not have any time off, you know, somebody's going to have to pick up the slack at home with babysitters and house cleaning and all that stuff, you know, and I have life insurance. I have a plan. We don't have debt. So that would just make things a lot smoother and easier if something does happen to me. But you know what? I still enjoy my life. It's not like I'm not having fun. I still had fun and it was temporary. Now I'm on the other side of it. Been debt free for um, almost two years, no, three years now. Yeah. (laughs) Almost three years now. And of course, I'm still thankful for it. I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I made the sacrifices then so that I can live the life I want now. Because without it, I wouldn't be able to be at home with my kids building my business. I'd still be stuck in a very stressful job that I just was burnt out on and didn't want to do anymore. And I wouldn't be able to take my kids to school every day, pick them up, work on my business, um, help you guys get your lives and finances together so that you can do it too. If I was still in debt, I would still be working uh, a regular job and being on call and having to see and deal with things that nobody really should have to see and do. And so that is why I am very very thankful that we made the sacrifices to get to where we are now. You know, and I, and then even now I still have people say, well, you're just lucky. I, you know, it must be nice. Yeah, I, it is nice, but I'm not lucky. I worked hard. I made a plan. I followed through on that plan and I did what I needed to do so that I could live this life that I want now. And that's what you have to decide for yourself is what are you willing to sacrifice now for what you want later and once you do that everything else will fall into place you will know what you need to say no to what changes you need to make so that you can get to your bigger goals And, you know, don't let anybody discourage you and tell you that you need to have debt, that there's good debt, there's, uh, you know, you should always have a car payment, you should always have a mortgage payment, student loans, good debt, no debt is good debt. Um, You know, mortgage is not considered in this uh, debt free journey, just because it is a much bigger loan, but we are working on paying it off early, like that is the end goal. Uh, But for right now, you want to concentrate on your consumer debt. So your credit cards, your car payments, yes, you can uh, be without a car payment, you don't have to always have a car payment. You just have to decide that that's what you're going to do, and then do it. uh, And you know, find the ways to make it happen. You know, and like I said earlier, you may not be able to do it as fast as I did, um, but that doesn't mean you can't do it. It, It'll it'll happen in your time and as fast as you can do it. So, okay, I'm going to quit on my rant today and I will talk to you soon. We've got some great guest podcasts coming up. Uh, and I will be talking about how our 401k loan cost us almost a million dollars. So uh, look forward to that. I am so excited about this podcast and sharing uh, these stories with you to help motivate you to pay off debt. And remember, you can go to budgetsmadeeasy.com for all my free resources and helpful advice and follow me on Instagram at budgetsmadeeasy. I will talk to you soon. Bye.